Testing, testing one, two, three. This is Jack Crawford, sole crew member aboard the Terrapin, attempting to circumnavigate the Great Channel. Today's my 50th day on the water, which on a calendar really isn't much, but uh, it's pretty exciting in terms of numbers, I think. I woke up this morning uh, to a knocking, actually. Not, well, sounded like a knocking, and it was really um, another barrel I figured out last night. Another barrel of uh, monkeys was dropping uh, nuts on the roof of the pen just to see what would happen. And uh, I came outside, and there's this pile of nuts, and they're up in the trees chattering and yelling and having fun. It was interesting. Uh, they're certainly curious. Uh, set sail for the day. Um, same thing as yesterday. Those storms hitting, dropping the temperature, climbing back up. Storms hitting, dropping the temperature, climbing back up. Um, and right after one of the storms had hit, I actually witnessed, um, I saw one of those monkeys. I was, I've been watching them. They're following me. I think they're really interested in the pen. Um, someone lose its grip and fall overhead, fell into the channel ahead of me. And was obviously worried for its safety, so I rushed up to the, the, the uh, stern, the front bow, stern, whatever, the front of the pin, and I uh, went to check on it, and um, he, he was, uh, he was okay, he was swimming, it was like he had just landed just fine, he was swimming like he'd never been in a tree a day in his life, and spent his whole life in the water, uh, swam to the side, and climbed back up to his friends, they're all chittering and laughing at him, and then they started, a couple more jumped in, so, uh, uh, did the same thing. I guess it was more of a game than an accident, but uh, uh, watched them for a while. Uh, and then eventually, uh, by about lunchtime, a little after, uh, they headed off. They got bored, I guess, or they uh, just decided to uh, go somewhere else in the forest or maybe had somewhere else it needed to be. But... I, mid-afternoon, I think it was, it, it's tricky to tell time in here, really, uh, you know, you can sort of roughly guess, you can tell when it's morning, obviously, and evening and night, but much more specifics, much more, you know, specificity, I think is the word my exhausted brain is looking for, is uh, hard to get, because the trees are so um, uh, comprehensive that you can sort of track approximately where the sun is, right? But a little more than that, more detailed than that, is uh, tough. So I think it was about mid-afternoon. I dropped anchor and decided to walk around in this a little bit. Uh, I figured it's been a while. It's probably been too long since I've gotten off the ship. But uh, I don't think I got off. Oh no, I did get off in the desert uh, to trade with uh, Essa and Ansa, but um, got off the ship, 
went for, hiked for probably half a mile uh, to the west of uh, the channel through these trees, massive, almost, uh, it's almost like there's a little bit of a, a lighter orange in the bark. They're not quite so, not dull, but not quite so dark brown as trees, you know, uh, were in the forests or the marshes that I've been in previously. These are a little more, a little more bright, I guess, but, um, hiking through some of those and, um, sort of picking my way carefully because the forest floor is not really, um, doesn't lend itself well to walking through it, you know? Um, had my knife, there were a couple places where I tried, I tried to be careful, but there were just a couple places where, uh, uh, I, I wasn't going to be able to move forward unless I cut a branch down or cleared away my way a little bit, so pulled out the knife, uh, for those, and, uh, it really does just cut so beautifully, uh, through those, through everything. I mean, I've never, it almost makes me cautious about, you know, leaving it on a counter or dropping it or something because the blade is so sharp that, I mean, I'm always so careful to cut with it. You know, I'm not, if I'm chopping something with it, you know, I'm being so methodical and slow because I do not want to cut my finger off or something. But cutting my way through the, the jungle here a little bit and uh, it started to slope uphill pretty quickly. Uh, not steeply, but sort of this consistent incline over to the west. And uh, as this hill sort of started to slope up, these uh, the vines that are normally up in the trees pretty high, they haven't been dangling down too far, um, started to reach the ground a little bit more. And these vines, as I got closer, were almost like... Um, tentacles or something. They're really, really thick. Um, I mean, easily fist-sized thick, if not more. And, uh, started to, they started to come, I mean, they're coming down from the trees, and they looked almost like roots or something strewn around the ground, right? And, uh, it makes me wonder, you know, they don't have leaves coming off of them. They're more, um, they've got their own bark, sort of, so it makes me wonder really how they're collecting nutrients, right? Uh, they're not rooted in the ground, or I couldn't find any that were. But so those are starting to drape themselves across the landscape and starting to uh, almost act as handholds for me as the, the slope got a little more steep. Uh, and then I came to a clearing in the rainforest, probably, oh, three quarters of a mile from the channel. And, uh, this clearing was a little plateau, uh, almost similar to, um, that, the, the clearing, that, that flat spot on the mountain, the forge weeks and weeks ago where I found my knife. Um, and in this clearing, there were these 
it was maybe 20 feet by 20 feet, right? So it's not huge. Um, really 20 feet circular, 20 feet across in a circle. Um, and it was the first place for a couple days now where there was direct sunlight, right? And uh, uh, in the middle of this clearing, there was a, one of those trees had been cut off, and it was a stump that had been carved of this orangish-brown wood into a, a sort of seat um, with sort of medium-high back. Not a throne, really, but, you know, not, not regal and towering over, but just sort of maybe a little bit above the shoulder, right, if you were sitting there. Arms, almost like an armchair, sort of. The back was almost contoured, though it wasn't straight up. It was, um, there was a little curve, a little molding. And out of curiosity, I went and sat in the, on the stump, and it, it almost acted like it was molded to the shape of a spine. So it, like, supported my back, which was pretty incredible. You know, that level of detail from a, a stump, right? There was no sign of rot or decay on this thing. I mean, it was like it had been cut. It wasn't sealed. It was live wood, but it wasn't showing any sort of damage or there was no debris on it. And, uh, of course, just like everything else strange I've encountered, on the right arm, right by where the hand would go, there was a a series of smaller circles, concentric circles, that same sigil that I've seen everywhere else, that something weird has happened. Four of them going across the arm, uh, perpendicular to like how I'm sitting, perpendicular to the arm. Um, and I grabbed my ring. I didn't bring my stone with me that has the sigil, but I had the ring. Um, on my left hand, though, so I brought it over and uh, pushed the sig sigils against each other. There were four on the ring and four on the chair. And for most of them, for the first few combinations, nothing happened. And then uh, eventually one of them did. And there was this sort of rumble, almost. Very, not an earthquake, very, very local. And then I look over, and uh, um, on the other side, on the other arm, um, this little opening had popped up, and like a trap door. And inside there was this tool, this like stick with a, a grip for holding that came almost like a little curve right at the end, a little hook. Um, it's hard to describe, but there's the handhold and then about two-thirds of the length of that handhold worth of shaft and then this hook. And um, then I noticed on the side, and I don't know if this was there before, there was this coil of a similar texture to that, those vines that I've seen before, but far, far thinner almost like um, a sort of yarn uh, coiled there. And the end of 
one end of the coil was sort of hanging loose. The other end uh, actually went into the chair, into this this trunk, into the stump. And uh, um, they seemed connected, but I, I couldn't figure out how. Uh, I sort of messed with them for a little bit, made a little slip knot, tried to just mess, you know, see if I could make some sort of knot or weaving or something there. Couldn't figure it out. But, um, but eventually I gave up. I couldn't figure it out. I pocketed the tool, uh, which may not have been the wisest, but judging from the rest of this clearing, it looks like someone hasn't been here for a while. I mean, there's a lot of debris. Uh, there's no trees, but there's plenty of litter and dead leaves and stuff like that around the stump. The stump itself has been preserved, but nothing else seems to have been. And uh, I messed for a little bit longer with those other sigils that hadn't responded, but nothing happened. Uh, and I noticed the sun was starting to go down a little bit, and I did not want to find my way back in the dark, so I made a beeline for the ship. Uh, hook in hand, I brought it with me. Uh, so we'll see if I can figure out what it's used for, you know. But, uh, it's certain, you know, it makes me wonder. I've been able to find so many of these places, so many of these spots with this sigil and with weird occurrences, you know. I wonder what the what the common thread is, you know, across hundreds of miles at this point, maybe even more than a thousand at this point. I'm not sure. I haven't kept track well enough, but uh, a vast, vast distance, and still these symbols are showing up, and weird things are happening. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, this hook seems familiar. It seems like a tool for some sort of, some sort of weaving or something, you know, with that fine. I don't know what. I mean, maybe you just tie, you're supposed to tie that fine to the uh, hook or tool or whatever it is, and then pull on it, I don't know. Maybe in the morning I'll go back, go back and uh, cut off a length of that vine just to mess with. I uh, should have thought of that, but weird stuff, as always. This is uh, Jack Crawford, sole crew member of the Terrapin, attempting to circumnavigate the channel, and uh, Secondarily, for now, uh, figure out really what these sigils are, and uh, hopefully keep entertaining some monkeys. <laughs>